Hi, everyone. This is Jack, co-host of the Summer Reading Podcast, coming at you live, not live, but not dead either, far in the future, before we even start to tell you that we like to swear. It's an explicit podcast. It's not crazy, uh, but we do say bad words, you know, like fooey, and we call each other cur a lot, like almost nonstop, and uh, what have you. We're good for a good what have you here uh, here and there. So just so you know, if you want to protect your, your delicate paper ears from uh, our, our cutting remarks, um, just be aware of that. So uh, sit back or, I don't know, go for a jog, whatever you do when you listen to podcasts. I'm not your dad. I could be. We don't know. Pretty sure I'm not. Send me a letter. Coming up on the Summer Reading Podcast. If, if you're going to like open with small talk, I don't want to hear it. Oh, like, that's... Uh, I'm like, okay, well, I... I First, I used to be like, oh, I don't do small talk. I'm like, do you believe in God? What happens after death? <laughs> what was the first time you experienced true loss? Like, <laughs> but now I'm like, dude, no. Yeah, no. So no. It, traffic was heavy on the way exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> yes, this, this is the stuff of life. Like, I was sweating earlier today bringing the groceries into the house and that's worth talking about <laughs> yeah maybe i should go for more walks <laughs> i have been having trouble with the vent in my bathroom thank you for asking Hello, welcome to the Summer Reading Podcast, where the podcast, maybe not the only podcast, but definitely the only podcast we do, Yep. Uh, where a professor and a librarian read and review all of the books you're assigned to read in English class. I am your professor. My name is Jack. My pronouns are he, him. And I am your librarian. My name is Marty, and my pronouns are she, her. And, and welcome. Welcome. And I want to say, we usually I usually wait to just say hey. Yeah. We're going to be talking about The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas oh, today. Oh, so good. Um, I, I usually wait, even though, because it's not important, because you see the title. I know. No, no one's Everybody clicking knows. on podcast episodes <clears throat> accidentally. Right. Right. They're like, they know it's The Hate You Give. And because we're working with um, YA, mm. I want to reiterate, you probably heard my voice doing a disclaimer at the beginning that it's explicit. Yes, we swear. Which is uh, something that, I don't really feel, because this is a book about, you know, race in America. Mm-hmm. It's about police Violence. brutality. yep. Um, it's intense. And so the idea that I kind of need to reiterate that there are also bad words in the podcast feel, feels... A little silly. Feels like a dehydrating. <laughs> it's like you're taking it down a little bit. Right. It's like, oh my God, I, sh- my, I just I sh- blew my arm off and my tummy hurts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you're up here. Now you're down here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. Systemic racism. Oof. It's sort of... <laughs> Ah, fooey. Ah, fooey. Oh, uh, redlining. Like, you know, like. Yep, 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 yep. Sort of. Um, the, the way it works. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So, I, so I just want to be upfront about that. Yeah. Um, and um, 
Uh, yeah, and it's a two for today. It so is. We just did Ethan from, which you may or may not have heard, because or it, even see, because it may or may not have actually happened. We had some technological difficulties. Yep. Um, yes. But I will say mm. that I still had fun. Me so, too. It was a um, good conversation. Yeah. So and if we have there. to, if we have to recreate it, it'll be a great conversation again. It'll be a good. It'll be yeah, good. It'll, it'll be, be good. Good, time. Mm-hmm. good. Good time. Um. So how, how are you doing tonight, Marty? I'm doing great, Jack. I'm excited that we're doing two, a twofer, um, especially because we had a we had some time apart, um, and mm-hmm. so it's really exciting to be talking about two books that I really, really, really enjoy in very different ways. Um, it's been extraordinarily hot this week, mm-hmm. and apparently it's going to continue. Um, but I'm in my nice, cool basement, so I'm feeling good. I don't care for sweat. Yeah, me neither. I like, like I, had, I talked to the committee about this. Mm. Where I'm sitting down, being like, "Do we care for sweat?" And the verdict came back: we don't care for sweat. No. Because also, I'm not really a shorts person. Oh yeah. And and I don't know what why, ah. but I'm like jeans. Jeans are good for me. Yeah, fair. Uh, but. You just can't wear jeans no, at this it's time too hot. of year. Uh, at that point, it is a direct threat to your health. I agree. Yes. Yeah. I um, I favor the skirts generally, um, although I do wear shorts. Um, but I know that uh, for skirts are not an option for everybody, depending on your comfort level and how you like to dress. Yeah. If I, if I was like more so, comfortable with uh, who I am. Yeah. Um, maybe I'd be a skirts person. Yeah. As far as I know, not a skirts person. Yeah, and that's fine. But it's fine. It's, it's good. Fine. It's hot. It's good. But it's fine and good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, the weather's been it's been something. And you know, since we're New Englanders, we have to talk about the weather. So there there you have it. I, oh yeah, yeah. Well listen, I are, broke are the you seal on that. Are are you one of those people who's like I can't fucking stand small talk? No, I actually like small talk. No, so that's that's me yeah, too. Yeah. So people are like, if if you're gonna like open with small talk, I don't want to hear it. Oh, like, that's. Nah. I'm like, okay, well, I, I first I used to be like, oh, I don't do small talk. I'm like, do you believe in God? What happens after death? <laughs> <laughs> what was the first time you experienced true loss? <laughs> like, <laughs> but now I'm like, dude, no, no yeah, so, no. It, Traffic was heavy on the way exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> yes, this is the stuff of life. Like, I was sweating earlier today bringing the groceries into the house, and that's worth talking about. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should go for more walks. <laughs> I have been having trouble with the vent in my bathroom. Thank you for asking. Yep, exactly. And, and then uh, people are like, if you're going to start with small talk, don't, don't fucking bother. Mm. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. do my well, brother in Christ, <laughs> small talk, is, is like, we have it for a reason. We do. It's where it's at, you know? And, like, these are the ways that we can connect um, mm-hmm. as as humans. Now, now I'm like, I think to be a good conversational partner, mm-hmm. you need to be well-versed in all of it. Mm, yeah. You need to know when you got a small talk. Yeah. You gotta know when you can ask. Have you gotten over the death of your spouse? Like, right. Like, right. Yeah. 
you know, openly. There's going to be okay. gradations. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, okay, so when, when did you realize you've never experienced true love? Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, and I got to stop now because I'm going through all of my icebreakers. Uh, but... <laughs> Everyone go around, say your name, and tell us about the first tragic experience you ever had in your life. And go. <laughs> okay, favorite color, and do you believe in the efficacy of organized religion? We'll start with Derek. <laughs> He's like, I do ultimate frisbee. Uh, uh turquoise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, so. how are you, Jack? How I didn't ask you last warm. time. You're also I'm, warm. Okay. I'm warm as hell. So yeah. I have these um, blackout curtains in this room mm-hmm. too, and I feel like they are only helping insulate uh, the one room that does not have an air conditioner. No, accessible to it. Yeah. And this was the one where I'm like, this is gonna be my studio room. Oh no. I'm gonna put up all of these. <laughs> All of these like sound sound panels. Panels, yeah. I'm gonna put up panels on the wall. I'm gonna get blackout curtains for when I live stream. Mm. Um, and now I'm like, and I'm hot. I'm much hotter. Yeah. Than uh, I'd be otherwise. Yeah. But I'm not sweating yet. That's usually the marker. That's good. Of it, but you Take know, it. I live here, so yeah. And I live alone, so I'm like, Haha, I decide the temperature. <laughs> um, I'm the fucking cold goblin. Cold goblin? That's (laughs) great. Yes. (laughs) It hasn't been above 70 degrees in here since 2016. (laughs) 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 Um, I'm the cold goblin. (laughs) It's like that Christmas special that has the the heat miser and the cold miser. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Heat miser, is it cold miser? Wait, it's cool. Cool miser. Hang on. Ice. I'm Mister. Uh it's I'm, I'm Mister White Christmas. I'm Mister Snow. I'm Mister Icicle. I'm Mister Ten Below. It's they never like me... oh, I'm Jeff. <laughs> they call me Cold Mite. Isn't it cold, Meister? Wow, you, you went through all of the lyrics except the one that I was really, I was I really curious now about. I'm, no, now I'm questioning my memory. Hey Siri. <laughs> Instead, who's who's Heat Miser's friend? They're brothers, Jack. Okay. I found this on the web for Insta. Who is Heat Miser's friend? Check a dice. Could you hear that? Check a dice. I, I switched it to the Irish. Oh. <laughs> Irish Siri. Yeah, it was... It, uh, hey, Siri. Which one isn't Heat Miser? Sorry. I didn't quite catch that. Could you please repeat it? Nah. Nah, that's too much effort at this point. It's Heat Miser's brother. How do you... I, how do you... Who's Heat Miser's brother? Okay. I found this on the web for how do you... Who is Heat Miser's brother? Check it out. Um, Snowmiser? Snowmiser, yes! That doesn't sound right to me. They call me Snowmiser. Is it Snowmiser? It must be. I thought it was like Coldmiser. I thought it was Coldmiser, too. This is why I knew all the other words. The opposite of heat is not snow. (laughs) I I agree. Like... (laughs) 
agree, Jack. You're correct. Uh, it's like... <laughs> what is... What is... That's not even a thing. Snow Miser? Are you kidding me? Oh my god. Fuck, okay. <laughs> Today we're talking about The Hate You Give by Andrew Thomas. I have to compose myself. Yeah, yeah, take a breath. Take All a right. <laughs> Snow Miser? Snow Miser, I don't know. Okay. The, the Hate You Give the by hate, Angie Thomas. The Hate You Give, Angie Thomas. Just say it up front. This is a good book. It's right? fantastic. This is a good book. Um... Is this the first time you've ever read? Oh no 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 no! This oh, is nay, nay. this is my third reread, Jackie. Me too. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so right. I I read this one when it first came out. Um, so right around 2017, and then I reread it because it was my library's um one book read. I don't know if you if you're no. familiar. So, I'm not. I, I mm. feel like generally libraries have more than one book. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um <laughs> I, <laughs> they call me Snow Miser. <laughs> So the one book is the thing that some some public libraries will do where it's um, you're encouraging the entire town or the entire patron population to read the same book. And then you have like events or discussions surrounding the book. Oh, cool. So for The Hate You Give, that was chosen. It's like every year there's three or four titles that get put out to the public and people vote. <clears throat> and then... Um, for the hate you give, we were not able to get Angie Thomas to come and speak, which is a total bummer. But um, we had several like events uh, associated with, you know, like book discussions and um, discussions on race relations in America and mm -hmm. such um, surrounding this book. And so the library orders like, I don't even know a hundred copies of the one book and then you put it out on the shelf people can come in they don't even have to check it out it's just there you take a copy you bring it back it's sort of an honor system thing um so the one that i have actually um has the little plate in the front um that says this book is a selection for the one book chelmsford program it's co-sponsored by the friends of the library um it's part of our civic engagement grant, you know, all of this stuff. Um, so some of the copies never come back to us because people just keep them. Some of them um, get put into the collection, like this one. And this one's kind of falling apart, actually. Um, but yeah. It's kind of a well-loved book. It is. I know. And actually, it makes me really happy that, like, yeah, this one circulated as a one book um, and then, you know, has continued to circulate in our YA collection. Um, so then, so I read it for, for the one book program and then I read it because we were going to talk about it. Um, how about you? How many times have you read this one? You said three as well. So I got, I have a hardcover mm -hmm. edition of the book, which is how, you know, I was like, oh, I need this one. Yeah. Cause I'm a, I'm a paperback yeah. kind of person. I yeah. go, I go for the paperbacks. I'm like, I can wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I got, I got the, the hardcover. Um, and so I think I read this probably 2017 or 2018. Yeah. Um, for the first time, probably 2017 because around 2018, 
2018-2019, I was working on my master's thesis, mm-hmm. and my master's thesis was all on YA. Oh, yes. Um, and I'm going through, and I think I read 80 to 100 YA titles. Oh, wow. To, for, for that thesis. Dang. And I was, like, putting together my corpus, and I was like, you know, this needs to be on there. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's going to be useful for particularly what I want to talk about, but it, it's got to be on there. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I, I, re- I bought it and read it close to when it came out. I then read, sorry, it said eight-starred reviews on the back. And I'm like, eight? It's actually, eight it's stars? Five. That's random. It's usually five. <laughs> eight out of five stars is pretty good for a review. Yeah. Um, and then I reread it uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Because I, I sort of, I just went in a, a haze, and I just read everything all week long. That's so all great. All week long. That was that was it. Yeah. So I I, I sat down. I read Ethan Frome, mm-hmm. and then I finished Ethan Frome, and I picked a page you give. Nice. And that was it. And I think I read some Scarlet Witch comic books in there. Oh, fun. As well, just just to mix it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, and so I I have read this i've read this a couple times and i'm not a big rereader we talk about this yeah, yeah. semi-frequently mm-hmm. um but it's all it's always like a book to go back to yeah um because i i feel like and i've said this before and i don't know if people like understand because i don't have that we're with you jack kind of response <laughs> but I, I i hold this up in like it is a blockbuster ya title oh yeah uh absolutely i think I have not seen a YA title this successful since The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, then some people are like, Hunger Games. Um, I'm like, I don't actually, because I think Hunger Games was out for a, a little it bit before it was, it gained, before it took off. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas before it gained notoriety. This one was a New York Times bestseller within the first week. Instantly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I don't really throw in a lot of those series in there. Like, I don't include Harry Potter. Oh, no. Because Harry Potter starts out as middle grade and mm. becomes YA yeah. as the characters get older. Um, but Hit You Give, just out the gates, YA, incredibly successful. Yeah. Well-earned. Yeah. Too, oh, absolutely. For, for its success as well. Because usually, um, I think we may have talked about this before, but I, I've, I read a lot of YA. Mm-hmm. Or at least I keep apprised of YA What's movements. what's out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's hot right now? Um, and as I get older, the less I'm able to connect with it, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of bummed because it makes me feel like I'm losing a lot of empathy mm. um, for uh, for youngins and youths, yeah, um, and such. Uh, but like, I I read a lot of YA, and I'm like, the acting is just not good. Right, um, right. It's like I can't connect. I can't connect because surely they'd have different perspective on the situation. Right. Sure. Sure. Yes, it matters that they want to be attractive to this person they have a crush on. But also, like, the super villain yeah. is, like, splitting the world in twain. And so it's kind of like priorities. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like true. Like, and I'm like, I know, I, I'm aware of teenagers. Right, right. I know that a- anyone can carpe- compartmentalize. Totally. Um, yeah. and, and so like a lot of just the acting mm. that comes across with like these characters, I'm like, you, surely, yeah. surely that's not how you would behave in that situation. Yeah. Surely that language does not denote the actual emotion that you're feeling right. in that moment. 
Um, and I don't have that with this book. No, this book is, it's really, really, um, the characters are very well written. They're multifaceted. Um, Star, the main character, is like just such a great kid. Like, I mm-hmm. just read her and I'm like, I wish I had known you when I was 16. You know what I mean? Like, she's just really cool. Yeah. Um, and the way she evolves throughout the story and grows um, and affects her community and is affected by her community or communities, yep. really, is really, um, it's powerful. It's great storytelling. It's great character building. Um, and I really want to read the prequel about... On, on the come up? No, no, um, no, no, that's not Concrete um, um, Rose. Concrete Rose. Who did On the Come Up? She, so Angie Thomas did do On the Come Up. She did do, okay. But it's a different story. She, but she can just write whatever she wants <clears throat> yeah, now. She, yeah, she's exactly. A, she's, okay. she's a goddess. All right, so The Hate You Give. Yes. Published 2017 mm-hmm. uh, by Angie Thomas. Mm-hmm. And she, like, like, she's us. She's like Yeah, she's born in 88. 88 and so i was all like if it's do we say it yeah yeah i mean yeah she's born in 88 um cool uh it 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 echoes back to uh i think when we did mango street yes and i was all like i expected more of the people we were talking about to be dead yeah 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 yeah. alice walker is still with us sandra cisneros is still with us yep Kazuo Ishiguro is still with us. Yeah, it's pretty great to to. L. Frank Baum is still with us. <laughs> like, wait, wait, what? Wait a How old second. is he? <laughs> um, so uh, I wanted <clears throat> actually to uh, read from Angie Thomas's website. Oh, okay. Um, I was because... also on that earlier today, so. So this was interesting. I thought because the section is called My Story. Okay. But then the bulk of it's written in third person. Oh, interesting. Um, so, so I was all like, oh, who's my then? Who's my? <laughs> um, but th- I think this was a really wonderful um, way and sort of condensed down sort of what we talk about for these writers anyway. Angie Thomas was born and raised in Mississippi, but now calls Atlanta her home. Mm-hmm. And then sidebar, Spark Notes still says she lives in Mississippi. <gasps> so, mm. so that's that's... Get on that. Yeah. Um, she is a former teen rapper whose greatest accomplishment was an article uh, about her in Write On Magazine. She holds a BFA in creative writing from Bellhaven University and an unofficial degree in hip hop. She can also still rap if needed. That's awesome. So it's really wonderful. Yeah. And I think that on the come up, I believe, is semi like fictionalized autobiography about her experience as a, as a teen rapper. Um, yeah, which is, it's it's rad as hell. Yeah, totally. Um, and it's such a wonderful blurb because you're, you're like, okay, this is my background. And also this, here's my personality. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and it's great. Like, I would love for Edith Wharton to just be all like, oh, I was, a, you know, I was a teen, teen opera singer. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be so um, great. <laughs> I love gardening and divorce. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, oh, Edith. <laughs> so, uh, so just this really wonderful thing because also Angie Thomas, pretty confident. No biography dot com. In fact, oh, I think I looked yeah, it up, I but no I want to say I don't. 
I don't want to say that and then just be wrong. I, Biography.com. Yeah, I, I didn't even Ann try. G. Thomas. Yeah, I was like, she's too, f- she's too fresh. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. So she's got something on Kids Britannica. Okay, that makes sense. But she, she doesn't have... All right, but she doesn't have... Okay, I feel I feel good. Because I, I also was like, she's too new. Yeah. She, she's too new to have a biography.com entry. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, well, I, I don't just want to rely on my hunch. Right, right. Uh, with that. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much... That's all I, I've got for yeah, her biographical information. Yeah, I, you know, I have that she's um, an author, activist, and a speaker, and a former rapper. Um I also saw that she was born in Mississippi, now lives in Atlanta. Um, and like I said, the book was, oh, the book was originally published as a short, or written as a short story. That's and then. So many novels. I know. And I was. So many novels are like, oh, I want to do a short story. Yeah. But I kept going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about that and I was like, oh, I could totally see this starting, you know, having its beginning mm. as a short story. Um so for just a brief synopsis for anybody who hasn't read the book, hasn't seen the movie, um, the story of The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas is about a teenager star. Um, I believe she's 16. Um, she lives in um, her neighborhood is pretty uh, poverty stricken, rundown, uh, majority people of color. Um, she, you know, she calls it the hood or the ghetto sometimes. Um, and she attends a wealthy private school, um, because her parents are concerned about, uh, their, their children, um, moving up in the world and, you know, getting, getting on in life. Um, but she is, at home one day, she's, I think she's on break and she attends a party with one of her friends from the neighborhood um, and meets up with an old, a, an old friend that she hasn't seen in a while, Khalil. Um, they're catching up and shots go off at the party. So everybody books it out of there. Um, Khalil takes her to his car, offers to give her a ride home. Um, they get pulled over by a cop. Um, Khalil is asked to get out of the car and uh, and then he's murdered by the police officer and stars in the car the whole time and witnesses this. Um, and then the story unfolds from that one event, um, what it means to her uh, personally, what it means to her community, um, what she feels she needs to do in order to speak up versus protect herself and her family um, and how that all plays out. It's a really, it's a really intricate um, and really well-written story. Um, Yeah. That's sort of my summary. Is is there anything you would want to add to that, Jack? No, no, Uh, we can end the podcast here. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so, like, really, really, I think you said it well. It's a well-written book. It is. And it feels almost redundant to say um, that it's a well-written book. Yeah. it's like, uh, it's a super 
the famous, super popular right, right. book. But uh, one of the things that I really admire about this is Angie Thomas, I think, if not perfect, close to perfect, but we'll say perfect just because it's piffier. Mm-hmm. She strikes the perfect balance of overarching story and being a teenager. Yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, there's so much in YA Mm-hmm. where the balance between being a teenager and the overall trajectory of the story just grind against mm-hmm. each other. It's so, like, friend problems, romantic partner problems, end of the world. Yeah. And they're just so not in concert with each other. Yeah. Um, and uh, Andrew Thomas does such a, a stellar job of being like, these are my relationship problems, mm-hmm. and this is my life. Right. Right. She does a great job of these sort of thematic linkages between um, Star, who, uh, she has a white boyfriend. Yeah. Um, uh, and is facing these, uh, f- facing like... The issues that, one, come with the identity and the authenticity of black experience Mm -hmm. and wondering if you are black enough or Mm -hmm. black correctly Mm -hmm. Um, and up against going to this predominantly white school, dating a a white boy, Um, and at the same time stepping back and just recognizing as well, I'm also dating a person. Right. Um, And so these things are so intricately melded yeah um in in such an effective way that's like the acting is good yeah like and it's it it's re it's realistic in in um like star and chris the boyfriend there's one um scene in the story where he he comes over to her uncle's house because they live in the same neighborhood. She's over there. And he says something like there's some sort of family conflict happening around the shooting. Um, and he comes in and he can sort of feel the tension in the air and says to Star, uh, is this one of those black things I don't, I'm not going to understand. And she's just like, hold on a fucking second. <laughs> She's just like, no, 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 You do not get to say that. And I love that because I, I mean, I'm a white woman. I am sure when I was 16, 17, I said dumbass stuff like that. I probably still say dumbass stuff like that. And I love that it's written in there, but it's not the end of everything. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it becomes a conversation piece because that's what you do when you're in a relationship with somebody. You know, you you care about them. Yes, you put your foot in your mouth sometimes, but you're there to um, call people out on their shit, you know? And, um, and in all of her friendships too, that plays out. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the friendship story with she and Haley and Maya and how that all unravels and it feels very authentic because I remember being a teenage girl and having bossy, you know, teenage girlfriends who who would, you know, tra- they would trample on you. And that's what Haley does to um, Star and Maya. But she does it in a racist way, <laughs> you know, and, and that is... Um, 
that that sort of understanding that Star and Maya begin to have that this is this is not just a one-time thing. This is a, a repeating pattern. And do we actually still want to be friends with this person? And mm. the way they work that out, I think, is very true to those experiences you have as a teenager. Yeah. I think <clears throat> additionally, um, one of the things that comes into play here is uh, when you have an individual who is a member of any minority group. Mm -hmm. So you have a friend who is non-binary. Right. You have a friend who is Filipino. Mm -hmm. You have a friend who is non-binary and Filipino. Mm -hmm. That the that individual suddenly becoming a de facto quote unquote expert on all non-binary experience, right? On all Fil Filipino experience, right? Uh, when it comes when it, it's unfair to that person person's individuality, yeah. Um, and it's unfair to that person's community to wrongly assume that any one person can be the voice yep. of that whole demographic, that whole community, that whole um, what have you. Yeah. Um, and so one of the really effective ways that Angie approaches this, Angie, Thomas. I want to say Thomas, but Thomas is also a lot, like a first name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so and I'm like, oh, you're Thomas. <laughs> so Angie Thomas. Um, uh when Angie Thomas approaches this, it's like that's that is core to the story mm -hmm. as well, and it's like you don't get to say this, right? You don't get to say this, and in fact, I don't know how to say this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and stuff like that. This is Star's arc. Yeah. Like the whole like the in the beginning of the book, she's like, I don't have the language for this. I don't have the platform for this. Yeah. And over the course of the book, she goes from not having the ability to articulate the events that have happened to being handed a megaphone. Right. Um, and it, it, it's really this satisfying and understandable mm -hmm. uh, narrative arc and also vital. Yeah. Um, because uh, like, like we were going to read this earlier, but like just with the fatigue yeah. of everything. Um, it's like, oh, fuck. This is an important book. It is. I read this book, and I was like, this is a book that's going to persist. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's and there's one thing that I wrote in my notes um, that I think is really important to point out, um, that this is not just a story about police brutality. Mm -hmm. um, and that is something that... I've run across a lot in reading other YA and middle grade um, that is written by um, authors of color um, where they say, we're so sick of going to the library, going into the classroom, and because we are kids of color being handed some book that's about a kid getting beat up in the ghetto. <laughs> you know, like, we're so sick of this. Mm. Like, where are the stories that are about kids having real lived experiences that we can connect to? Not that that's, like, not that there aren't real lived experiences, but that's not the only experience that you can have as a kid of color. Yeah. And for a very long time, that was really all that the publishing world was putting out there for... Um, for kids of color. And and so it would be, you know, it, it wouldn't matter if you, you know, your dad is <clears throat> a CEO. Um, the librarian doesn't know that. And so she hands you, you know, 
whatever, some story about about poverty and and violence and police brutality, and you're like, no, the I just is foul. Yeah, yeah, and like I just no, actually, I just wanted to read like a book about a kid who likes the things I like, and you know, mm-hmm. I I don't know. So that like to me, Angie Thomas does a great job of that because yes, this is a story that you know the central um, event is this moment of police brutality, but it's also about Star going to prom and Star figuring out her friendships and Star figuring out her family and like how how that all works. Um, it, it, it embraces the multiplicity. Yes. Of Perfect of, phrasing. Of this teenage experience mm-hmm. where it's like, yes, uh, Star is coming of age. I don't know why I, I hate that phrase, but oh, it is. It's kind of a. Um, uh, yeah, you. it feels like it feels gross because it feels like once you've done it, you're done. Yeah, yeah. That's and that that, that I don't like, but I, uh, I, I'll say a sense of becoming. Yeah, not coming. Of I age, like but that becoming. a sense of becoming. Yeah. So there's the sense of becoming both in her uh, identity as uh, a black teenager, as a, a female teenager, as uh, a member of. Uh, two separate communities. Mm-hmm. You have the privileged white community, and then you have the underprivileged black community, um, and and the way that those grind against each other. But you know, sometimes sometimes it is just a game of basketball. Yeah. Or sometimes other people in the story don't let it be just a game of basketball. Right. Right. Like like, like you have this moment with Haley where it's all like we're playing basketball, but I'm gonna make this comment about fried chicken. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's overtly racist, and also they have no idea that they're being racist. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, part of me wants to be like, that's such a teenage thing to do. Yeah, and that's just such a person thing to do. Yeah, um, it it's totally so, like, is. Yeah, I, I I have no concept of how <sighs> I am systemically disenfranchising everyone around me. Right. Right, and. I think I'm liberal, mm-hmm. so when you call me out on it, I'm going to get mad at you. Right. Because I think you're wrong because I've actually, I've bought so many ping pong tables. <sighs> I've bought you so many ping pong tables. Oh, my God. And now you're yelling at me? <gasps> yes. Yes. 100%. And, yeah, can we just talk about how little has changed between... Native son and the hate you give, and yeah, how, the arc, the, how the arc of native son to hate you oh, give. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Brutal. It is brutal. Absolutely brutal. Absolutely yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I love this book so much. I really hope everybody reads it. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. Sorry. Can I cut you off? Please. So, okay. I was just going to wax poetic about how much I love this book. I I was like, this feels like a waxing poetic book. It does, yeah. Um, Okay, so a couple things that I want to... I'm glad I checked my notes. Mm. I was like, no, actually, I'd be very upset if I didn't touch on these. Um, One of the things that makes me really uncomfortable, Mm. which is a sign that it was really well and deliberately executed, Mm -hmm. was the way that control of narrative manifests in the book Mm. and and so the idea of when star is being questioned for the first time yeah 
the question isn't the, the interview isn't was he standing there yeah was he holding a hairbrush yeah was he shot dead yeah it was is he affiliated with any gang right is he dealing Did you drugs know, is it is there anything that we can use against him right. is there anything we can use that justifies this death this officer murdering this yeah. child yeah um which is like it's like yeah like this is america yep like this is how this is how it is this is how it it happens i remember in fact i it was my first semester teaching composition and uh i was doing this section at unh there were all these different papers that you had to teach and we had to teach critical analysis okay so there was one day during the critical analysis unit where I was showing music videos. Um, and so I, I did a, a handful. One of them was like the song Sweet Victory from the Band Geeks episode of Spongebob. Which nice. I, like they were always good. But I would al- always show This Is America by Childish Gambino. Oh, yes. Um, because it's such an intense yeah. video. Um, wow. It's so yeah. deliberately architected. Um where nothing is in that video by chance. Right, right. Nothing. Yeah. And we, we played the video, and it was, you know, you had five, five seconds of very, very thick silence. Yeah. And then there was just this one boy raises his hand and goes, America's not like that. <gasps> oh, wow. And I'm like, whoa. Okay. Oh, wow. That I was like, where do you think this is coming from? Yeah. What do you do? And then uh, after you play the analysis video where it's like, this is a person going through frame by frame. Mm -hmm. What's happening in Childish Gambino's music video of This is America. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, like that is like, yeah. So control of the narrative. Yeah. It's like, okay, these, you like the system is built in place to protect Officers of the law, right? Predominantly white officers of the law, right? Um, and so, we're gonna architect the story in such a way that's like it's gonna make it so it sort of evens out. It evens out to mm-hmm. the point where we're justified in the actions that the, our our legal system has taken. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so one of one of the things that I feel like also works to that control of narrative is the fact that the officer that shoots Khalil to the best of my knowledge, is only ever really referred to by his badge number? So, Star remembers his badge number, and I actually love that um, that that uh, moment that, sh- that uh, Thomas includes where she talks about the conversation that Star's parents had with her as a kid. If you get pulled over, this is what you do. Always get the badge number. Because Mm -hmm. then Star has that, and that's her identifier for him. It's always, he's 115. Later on in the story, like in the um, news interview and all of that, it's I think his name is Brian or something like that. And they do refer to him as like officer so-and-so. But that that 115 always sticks with Star. And she... She continues to refer to him that way. Yeah. So throughout the book, that's yeah. why I, I can't. I don't remember the dude's name at all. Yeah. No. I. Um, but I do remember one fifteen. Right. And then when reading up on this book, 
everyone referring to the officer refers to him as 115. S-115, yeah. And I think that is really effective. It is, yeah. Because that, like, removes the level of humanizing. Yep. Um, you give a name or you take away a name. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really important. So if, like, Star recognizing that this guy is just a bad number. Yeah. Adds to the horror of the situation uh, of, like, like whatever happens, I'm not happy. Yeah. Uh, whatever happens, my my life is in danger. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that, that works as a form of empowerment of, like, you don't see me as a person. I'm just going to see you as that badge. Right. Um, right. And, and that I was like, yeah, that is, I'm like, yes. Yeah. That takes back, that, that like, takes control of the narrative. Totally. Um, and then the last, like, major thing that I, I wanted to bring up uh, was the end of the book. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever read this book, I, I, I was like, oh, my God. It feels, it's just such a gut punch. It's such a, it's such a pure and well-rendered indictment mm-hmm. of the American legal system, um, of uh, identity politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd be like, wouldn't it be crazy if Angie Thomas just lists off names of victims of police brutality. And there it is. And then, and then she fucking does it. I know. Like, like there's this idea, uh, like, it, it almost almost like it's inevitable. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like we sort of told, I'm telling you this whole story right now about how this is, and in case there's any doubt. Right. Here's some reality. <laughs> here you fucking yeah. go. Yeah. Take a fucking sip, babes. Like, yeah. like here, you, here, here it is. And, you just go through and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. And and what's the the only one Thomas gives context for is Emmett Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, I think because it's historic. Yeah. Because he's it's it's he's this unfortunately historic figure. Yeah, because Emmett Hill hit, was back in Emmett Till. Yeah. It Sorry. was. Uh, what, did I, what did I fucking say? I think you said Hill, but I think that's okay. Emmett Hill. All right, we'll go back. Emmett Just Till. say Emmett. Um, Just say Emmett. Emmett. Um, yeah. Emmett Hill. It was um... Emmett Till. <laughs> no, I have you all fucked up. Sorry. Till. Till. Um, Nineteen fifty-five. So yeah. it goes back to Emmett Till. I'm Mr. Snow Miser. <laughs> goes back to Emmett Till. And what happens then is all of the other names, American readers, mm-hmm. I don't know outside of America, but I just, you just, I just know. Mm-hmm. It's like, these are the names in the news. Yeah. These are the names we know. We're talking, uh, like, going through Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Like, like how, like, of course, Michael Brown. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Michael's probably in there, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, just going through and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, you, like, you know. Yeah. You know. This is so ubiquitous that I just got to say, like, listen, here's the pattern. Here's the pattern. Sandra right. Bland. Here's the pattern. Right. Um. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. 
It is. Hell yeah. It is this amazing, like, mic drop at the end. It's like, I am not here to make you feel comfortable. Right. My people are dying. Right. Like, the book is, like, it's such a my people are dying kind of book, and I still have to live. Yeah. Um. And we need to change this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. And so, like, uh, it was the it was on the long list for the National Book Award. I didn't know that. Um, and it feels crazy because I usually see National Book Award finalist yeah. or National Book Award winner. Yeah. Uh, so the idea that it was on the long list, I'm like, what? What? Who decides this? That's so weird. Because also, I feel like it, it's way better known. Yes. Than many of the finalists that end up yep. being finalists for the National Book Award. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at the pictures of the movie because um, mine has like mine is the movie edition, so it's got these like I never saw the film. Did you ever see it? No, I didn't see that. I'm not these, big on the film. Yeah, it's got these. Little, I'm not like, big on films of books. Ah, uh, yes. It's not a snobby thing. No. It's a I don't see a lot of movies <laughs> thing. I just want to be clear. I don't think I'm better than people who like to watch movies. You better not. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Every time I watch a movie, Marty, I text you to see I... if you've also seen the movie. <laughs> and and not like I, I did this two days ago. You did. It's true. It's true. <laughs> And I think I, I've almost always seen the movies that you're watching. I think. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm not. I'm not film wise. <laughs> Nor am I. Jack. I'm almost less inclined. I'm less inclined when it's like a, a YA adaptation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why. Maybe I'd like it more. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I never. Like, I yeah. I, I don't think I will ever willingly watch the Maze Runner. Oh no! Like, no, me neither. Not gonna happen. Maybe if my son is like really into it, in you know. Do you think? Do you think? No, I don't. Your think, little guy's gonna no. be a Maze Runner. No, I don't. And <laughs> we should do the Maze Runner on this. We should. We should oh yeah, Runner, we should yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, that was it. That the I did the first three Maze Runner books, also with that sort of slew of yeah. YA reading and. Let me tell you, they're definitely books I read. They are some books. They they were uh, legible. <laughs> gotta gotta say, love me a book that's legible. Yep, yep. Uh, what's his name? Radner. Radner. Dashner. Rad- Dashner. Yeah, James Dashner. James Dashner. Yep, he's the one. <laughs> He's he's no Angie Thomas. He did it. He's he no did Angie it. Thomas. He is no. Angie I would, Thomas. in fact, love a sci-fi series by Angie Thomas. <gasps> oh that, wow! Yeah, like, like so fucking so fucking good. good. Yeah. Because sometimes sometimes you read a book by an author and you're like, I will trust anything this person does. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. um, I've said before. I need at least two books I absolutely love to be like this is one of my favorite. Yeah. Writers. So have you um, read her other uh, her other books? No. Nor but the have thing I. Is I I trust I trust her. Yeah. That like when I pick up on the come up because it's the one that I see the most. Yeah. Um, Concrete Rose is probably up there. I mean, because when you trust a writer, you trust a writer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I 
uh, this week I read all of Emily St. John Mandel's books. Oh, I've nice. I've said it before because I yeah. love Station Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think she's a good writer, but I'm definitely like Station Eleven. That's my that's, that's your my book. comfort. Yeah. That's my comfort read. Yeah, yeah. Um, of it. And I feel similarly with like Michael Shabon. Oh, I love yeah. The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, but don't really enjoy almost anything else. Right, right. Um, uh, Michael Shabon, notorious fan of this podcast. <laughs> so don't, don't at me. Um, <laughs> don't at me with that one. Yeah, uh, definitely yeah. our number one fan. All right. So let's go to rabbits. Let's go to rabbits. Uh, okay, so at the end of every yes. uh, episode, ah. we go through... Yeah, I gotta explain it. I know, it. I know. And I, I'm bit. always like, whatever, everybody knows rabbits. No, no, no. no Everyone being no. you and I yeah, know Yeah, I know. What rabbits is. <laughs> um, so, at the end of every episode, we go through a, a review. We rate the book on a scale of zero to five rabbits. Mm-hmm. We can include decimals. Try not to think what a half rabbit looks like. Uh, and yeah, Marty usually goes first. So Marty, how many rabbits are you giving this book? So I'm going to give the hate you give four and a half rabbits. I really love it. Mm-hmm. I really, really love it. I think it's a great book that people should read. People of all ages. I think it's a great book that will continue will continue to be read by people of all ages. Yeah, this um, definitely feels like. This, this book's not going away. It has staying power. It has, you know, uh, there there aren't, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's a great book. Everybody should read it. Four and a half. How about you? Four and a quarter. Okay. I'm going to do four, four and a quarter for Hate You Give. Um, the Hate You Give. Um, really, really p- brilliant, brilliant work. Um, I'm still reconciling my, um, I don't know, my flavor for young adult okay. fiction. I, I I don't know why, but it's like it's like cilantro, where I can't eat cilantro. Yeah, because it just tastes like soap. Um, yeah. It just, but it's like I like I love YA. Yeah. I don't know what's I don't know why it tastes like soap anymore. <laughs> it used to it, it used to be like this huge refuge, and now I'm like, well, yeah. A YA book I would also love to read. Mm. Um is Sadie by Courtney Summers. Oh, yeah, We've talked about it before. Yeah, we should read that one. Because um, I'm always looking for YA books that sort of break the formula. Yeah. Um, and in a way, like, I think Hey, You Give kind of breaks the formula. Yeah. Because Angie Thomas is just so excellent at actually combining aspects of teenager life with the as- aspects of the overall plot mm-hmm. rather than saying, oh, my teenager life is the subplot and the plot is the plot plot. Right, right. Um, in a way that works out. So... Four and a quarter rabbits. Fair. For this, same as Ethan Frome, whether or not that episode went out. Solid. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Okay. We're going to do a musical appeal. Da da da. This has been the Summer Reading Podcast. Uh, I have. Been, no, I never do myself first. What? No, I don't. No, no. That's, that's not the beginning. What? Okay. No, we do Nathan Morrissey, who does our <gasps> My music. My God, yes. Who's he a good lad. Uh, he's a good lad. Um, he, you can find him at... I'm getting choked up. He's such a good lad. <laughs> uh, Nathan, Nathan Morrissey, you can find him at Nathan.Morrissey77 on Instagram. Our editor is my brilliant, amazing, wonderful, brilliant, wonderful mother, Rosa Maria. 
Uh, you can find her on Instagram and on Etsy at Crochetwell. Crochetwell, that's all one word. Um, go buy her stuff. She loves making money. Mm-hmm. Um, she crochets really well. She crochets. She does it all. She Anything that has, like, string, she'll quilt. Sweet. She'll ha- hem your pants. Nice. Uh, well, she'll hem my pants. <laughs> and she'd also probably hem your pants, Marty. I know. But she's so if, great. <laughs> if you go up to her on the street and you say, will you hem <laughs> my pants? Probably not. Maybe be a little flustered, but yeah. she might, you know, she has to talk to her a little bit first. <laughs> um, uh, the Summer Reading Podcast is created and produced by us. Us. I don't know if I if you saw this when you were here, Marty, but on, on my little note card here, I it just says us in all caps. And then I usually just have to fill it in by like, who are us? <laughs> um, I am uh, Jack. I've been your professor. And I am Marty, and I've been your librarian. And won't you please, please join us next time <gasps> where we are actually starting a new thing with this podcast that so I think exciting informally we've been calling it series week mm-hmm. um but i don't I, it's hard to say um it, so it might evolve over time workshop the title a little bit yeah um but uh we're thinking there are series out there that are important and that a lot of people read in school mm-hmm. um that we want to do but we don't want like a whole month to just be one series. Right. Uh, so once every every four episodes, so it's going to be the fifth um, after, we're going to do an installment from a well-known series. So won't you join us next? Do you want to do the honors? <gasps> yes, I would love to because I'm actually really excited to reread this one. We are going to do Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. We're going to do Twilight by Stephanie. Stephanie Meyer. So get your fangs and glitter ready, friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, feel, I feel very, um, what will happen? What will happen? I feel very, what will happen with this one? <laughs> uh, with that. So thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. Yay!